Let's say she inherited old slaves and maidservants. Since they're old, they can't do much work. So the husband figures, I'll sell them, purchase land for the wife, and this way I'll be able to benefit from the produce of the field. Says the Mishnah Yimachu, he can force her to do this, and he Yimachu, he can go ahead and sell them. Purchase land with the money, and he'll eat the fruits. But the Rishim Gamliel says, Rishim Gamliel says, no, lo simka. He cannot force her to sell it. Lo simka, he cannot force her to sell it. Why? Because she can claim that these slaves and maidservants were in the family and they represent uh, kavod, they represent glory to the family, to the father's house. And therefore she can prevent him from selling them. Lo simka. It's the shevach of the, of the father's house, and therefore she could stop him from selling them. Similarly, let's say she inherited old olive trees or old grapevines. It's the same thing. He doesn't want to go ahead and just have these, these uh, trees because they can't produce that much. So what's the he What he could do is he could sell them as firewood, and now... He'll take that money and be like Ben Kaka. He'll go ahead and purchase land with it. And he'll eat fruit, the produce from the land that he got from the money from selling the trees as firewood. And he could do this even against her will. But Yehuda Yehuda says, similar to what Rabbi Amil said, Lo Simka. She, she can go ahead and force him not to sell it. Why? Again, with Meshane Shevach Sevilla. These trees brought somehow, they represent the glory of the Father's house. Meshane Shevach Sevilla. She could claim that it represents the glory of the Father's house. Therefore, she could prevent him from selling them. Now, what happens if the husband went ahead and he spent money in improving his wife's property? Let's say he plowed the field, he fertilized the field, so this way it would increase the productivity. What happens now when they get divorced? So says the Mishnah, If one spends money on his wife's property, and then he divorces her, says the Mishnah, whether or not he spent a lot and ate a little bit, or just ate a little bit, or spent a little bit, and ate a lot, meaning no matter what happens, doesn't matter. Whatever he spent, he spent, and whatever he ate, he ate. Meaning, if he ended up eating a lot less than the money that he put into it, it's his loss. She doesn't have to. She does not have to compensate him for it. Now, this halacha that she does not have to compensate him for what he spent, meaning if he if he got out of it less fruit less produce than what the money put into it, that only applies if he took some of the produce. Because by enjoying some of that benefit, it shows he did it for his personal gain. But what, if he, what happens if he went ahead and he did not eat anything from the from the field? That's different then. Then if he spent money on the property but did not eat any of the produce, and then he divorced her, then then he could just swear how much he spent Vito, and he could take that amount as compensation because since he didn't benefit at all, only the white benefit by him improving the land, he has the right for compensation. But the Rav points out that this is only if what he put into the land, those, his expenses, was not greater than the improvement to the land. But if the, improve, if the expenses was greater than improvement, then she only has to pay for the improvement, and he loses that difference that he put into it.